Hi, and welcome back to our podcast, My Sisters TBR. I'm Stacy, And I'm Rebecca. We're two sisters co-hosting a bookish podcast. Where we'll be talking about our past, current, and our future reads. And everything in between. <laughs> <Ta-da>. <laughs> oh dear. Okay, what do we have up first on the agenda? Recap and discuss our reads. Spoiler free. <laughs> yes, spoiler free. I don't think we need to keep saying that, but we will. Okay, uh, so how many books have you read this month? I have read one, two, three, four, five, six books this month. Okay, you start first. <laughs> I start first. Ooh, okay. Yep. <laughs> uh, well, technically, I guess uh, two of these books I finished last month, but they were the very end of the month, so they didn't make uh, it on last month's recap. Okay. It's this series by Amy Dawes, and I skipped the first two books and started with the third. Because <laughs> why not? <laughs> right? Like, chaotic. Um, they're <laughs> all standalone. I mean, they've got interconnecting characters. This one, I don't know why, I just gravitated towards it. It was recommended um, because it was a, like, a pregnancy trope. And, mm. I mean, I... I won't say no to it, but it's not one that I actively seek out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and the tagline just really got me. Uh, that awkward moment when an ER doctor has to inform you that you're pregnant with his baby. <laughs> right? Like, I remember I, you talking about this now. <laughs> I thought it was going to be cute. Okay. So I rated this one a three star. Just because hmm. it was a little on the lower quality side, but it was still really entertaining. So this one is about Lindsay Jones. Three things Lindsay knows about the hot doctor. He's grouchy, an arrogant jerk, and strangely obsessed with pie. That's weird. (laughs) But okay. (laughs) Three things Dr. Dick knows. He doesn't talk about his past. He doesn't do relationships. And that crazy girl in the hospital cafeteria who ate a fistful of French silk pie is annoyingly irresistible. After a chance meetup at a bar and a heated cab ride together, things come to a head. Now, instead of hating each other, they're horizontal in bed. Oh, dear. (laughs) Three months later, the weird cafeteria stalker who crept out of Dr. Dick's house like a thief in the night winds up as his patient in the ER after her Tinder date from hell. Dr. Dick is prepared to keep it cool and professional. That is, until her blood work reveals that she's pregnant. What really throws him for a loop is that the surprise baby is his. Okay, his name is Dr. Dick, or is this a nickname? I think it's a nickname. That just makes me feel weird. I don't know. I I do know that she was calling him that throughout the book um, as, like, a insult. Okay, kind of like, okay, I guess kind of like the opposite of, like, McSteamy and McDreamy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm just trying okay. to see now what his actual name was. His actual name was Dr. Josh Richardson. But he was, okay. like, really rude to her, so that's why she called him was Dr. A dick. dick. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I didn't know if that was, like, no. Dr. Dick because <laughs> she got dicked no. down. <laughs> well, but yeah, that one is, like, the third book in that series. Um, the first one is about Lindsay's best friend. So it sort of started with this romance author who mm-hmm. is using a mechanics automotive repair shop 
as her writing office, we'll say. Uh, okay. <laughs> because she likes the atmosphere. She likes the bakery that's, you know, there. I don't know. I never read it. I just know enough about it because I read the description or whatever. But um, <laughs> it's also on Passion Flicks. <laughs> I think what I told... What is that? <laughs> it's basically Netflix for, like, romance like, it's all, I've, like, steamy romance. <laughs> Passion flicks. I've never heard of this. That is I so may sick. have gotten the free trial to watch <laughs> part of that movie. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> no regrets. No. So, oh, anyways, my. that was my first book read. <laughs> what have you read this month? Oh, my God. So, I, like, really did not do very much this month. And I know I keep saying that like almost every single month, but you've had a lot going on these last couple months though. That is true. That is true. So my first read of the month was A Court of Mist and Fury by Sarah J. Mass. We have talked this book to death <laughs> almost <laughs> for good every reason. Episode. <laughs> it it's deserves so the hype. Yeah. Oh, but I cannot read out the description because Literally, it's complete spoilers. Um, yeah. Like the very first line. It's just, it's just a Basically spoiler. Basically tells what, yeah. Yep. How things ended in the first book. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I'm not going to talk about oh, that. Oh, but it's so good. Oh, that chapter. <sighs> that chapter. <laughs> so <laughs> worth the wait. <laughs> okay, hold on. <laughs> so for anybody who literally is just popping in and listening to us now um this is a fantasy romance uh 624 pages is it really that big it's a big book yeah okay i, can I don't that. know because she's currently out there with you it's true <laughs> i got her right here <laughs> yeah she's pretty similar to the size of uh a court of wings and ruin so yeah okay yeah 624 pages i finished okay that chapter you told me about i was reading that on the plane being squat up against the wall next to two people oh no (laughs) but it was fine i just kind of (laughs) like i kind of just sat there like back towards like the wall like you know like leaning away from the people and i just like kept the words like this way like (laughs) i didn't want a chance anybody seeing what i was reading (laughs) oh lord oh but um well worth the wait Mm -hmm. well worth the wait oh my god Mm -hmm. there's so much i want to say i know i i felt like i was the problem when i started liking reese right away (laughs) like (laughs) no even back in like book one i was like man like reese like just showed up he like almost killed people like i was like hey (laughs) why do i love you (laughs) we all love the morally gray character (laughs) favorite color (laughs) yeah um but yeah so i rated that a very obvious five star Mm -hmm. of course that was so easy yeah i just i want to talk about it but i literally can't because anybody who's reading book one right now and is falling in love with Tamlin. <sighs> book. <laughs> Zip. Now I understand how Ilsa felt and you, but. Uh, yeah. Um, 
See, I couldn't go into that blind. I had already seen so many TikToks and so many things on, uh, like, the Facebook groups that I'm in. Yeah. So, I already had it ruined for me. I I knew who I was going to like. Yeah. And who I wasn't going to like. I just didn't know why. Yeah. So. Why or when. So, there was still that, like, surprise factor, but on the other hand, I was just like, Oh, there it is. (laughs) Yep. There it is. Yeah, yeah, that's sad. I'm playing a very dangerous game right now, sharing so many Akatar memes or TikToks to you. <gasps> yeah. Because I'm seeing a lot more pop up now. So I literally had to close at a TikTok last night. I was like, I'm not I'm not <laughs> doing this to myself. <laughs> this oh, is dangerous. Uh, how far have you made it in the third book? Um, I haven't touched that since I got off of the plane. Okay. Or since yeah. my first couple of days here because – I needed to focus on the featured book, and I've just been swamped. Yeah. So now, now I'm so happy to have the featured read done because <laughs> now I can go back to that book. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Our next featured read is going to have to be an easier on the emotions <sighs> yes. book because I yeah we'll talk about that. Talk about that after. It, <laughs> what was your next yes. read? I started the Miles High Club series. Uh, it's by T. L. Swan another romance mm-hmm. contemporary romance i rated this one a four star okay so i i i yeah i really liked it i did uh so this one is a memorable night of passion refuses to stay just a memory in this sizzling and scandalous romance <laughs> from best-selling author tl swan I was upgraded to first class on a flight from London to New York. The food, champagne, the service were impeccable. The blue-eyed man sitting next to me, even better. He was suave and intelligent. We talked and laughed and something clicked. Fate took over and the plane was grounded and we had an unexpected stopover for the night. With no plans, we made our own. We danced and we laughed our way through Boston and had a night of crazy passion that no woman could ever forget. (laughs) That was 12 months ago and I haven't heard from him until today. I started a new job and met the CEO. You can imagine my surprise to see those naughty blue eyes dance with delight when he saw me across the mahogany desk. But I'm not that carefree girl anymore. My life has changed. I have responsibilities. I just got an email. He wants to see me in his office for a private meeting at 8 a.m. Naughty blue eyes have no place in the workplace. What kind of private meeting does he have in mind? Oh, we already know. I can already guess. Yep. Yep. That it was a good book. I I read that one really fast. <laughs> you probably devoured that. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't put it down. It was really, really good. I think I, I literally read that one in a day. Oh my god. And how how many pages? Five hundred and twenty one pages. Oh wow. For yeah. for a day of reading, that's really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. It it was a good book. <laughs> I was up really late. <laughs> oh god uh yeah it did get a lot of good reviews uh there were a few one stars saying that they dnf'd it and stuff but i don't know i some people are so picky that and i think a lot of people look at like red flags in novels and are all like you know like shunning the book because it has a male main character with red flags i'm just like the red flags are okay while they're in a yeah, novel. Yeah. <laughs> it's not real. <laughs> while it's fiction, it's fine. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, do you have another book besides a featured read? Or Yeah. 
You do? I do. Oh, okay. This is oh, why. I shall sit back. <laughs> this is why it took me so long, I think, to finish the featured read because when I decided to read something else in, in between these two books, um, I thought I had all of this time. And then I finished mm-hmm. this second book and then all of a sudden I got super, super busy and couldn't read the remainder of the featured book, but I got it done after. You did it though. Got it done. Yeah. I stayed up until 2 a.m. last night. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> okay. So, like, I had high expectations going into this, so I just wanted another Nikki St. Crow book. Oh. My expectations were the Vicious Lost Boys, okay? Because that is, like, that's top tier mm-hmm. for me at this point. So I looked her up and I was like, you know what? Like, she's got to have another killer book. So what I read was uh, Ruthless Demon King, the Wrath and Rain series. Okay, yeah. Have you read it? No. Like, I um, I don't know how to feel about it because I, I know I set my expectations so high and I know I need to stop doing that. <laughs> Yeah. But I mean, it was fine. I honestly don't even know what to rate it. Oh. Maybe a three, I guess. I don't know. Mm. They're like the, I don't think it was very spicy. Like she tried to play off this demon king as like this bad boy, like very rude. And I, I mean, he was, but my brain is literally stuck with the vicious lost boys and I can't. Oh, Open. Yeah. Okay, let me just read it, the plot. Okay. Like, the plot is very interesting. Like, it's a very interesting concept for a book. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. I actually haven't even read this yet. Like, I just literally clicked open the book and just started reading without even reading the plot. Oh, okay. So, yeah. this is going to be a first for me, too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the Demon King has started a new monarchy in the United States. It used to be that the president was the most powerful person in the country. That all changed when Wrath crossed over to our world. Nothing could stop him. Nothing can kill him. Eventually, we all bowed at his altar. Now there are websites dedicated to worshipping him. Countless internet memes about how ridiculously gorgeous he is. And yeah, I can admit he's fine as hell. But he's a villain to end all villains. There's no way I'm falling to pray to that. That is, until I accidentally cross paths with the Demon King. Wrath demands I bow to him. For a second, I almost do. Being around him is dot 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 consuming, but dying is better than surrendering, and I refuse. Except when Wrath turns his dark, dangerous power on me, it doesn't work. And now the villain is looking at me like I'm the enemy. I manage to get away, but word quickly spreads. Rain low, a nobody from a tourist town is somehow immune to the Demon King. Now Wrath is hell-bent on destroying me, and those who want to destroy him are hell-bent on using me. But I'm no heroine, and I'm certainly no villain. But if I'm going to survive, I have to play the game. If the Demon King wants a fight, he's going to get one. Um, okay, so like, I didn't find a whole lot of spice, and I don't know if, again, that's because... Vicious Lost Boys was spicy. Yeah, uh, Vicious Lost Boys, I think, set the the bar really high for spice. That was... Oh. <laughs> the bar is set high for everything <laughs> in my life now because of, because of the Vicious Lost Boys. <laughs> uh, but no, like it was a good book, but 
It wasn't a five star for me. Do you think it would have been a higher star if you read that one before The Vicious Lost Boys? <laughs> it's hard to yeah. say because my mindset is so changed now when it comes to spice. There was Rebecca pre-Vicious Lost Boys and Rebecca <laughs> post-Vicious Lost Boys. There's no going back. The pre-Vicious Lost Boys, that Rebecca does not exist anymore. <laughs> Fair enough. She's dead and gone. <laughs> she died in the lagoon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I need to read those again. Oh, so good. Oh. Oh. All right, what was your next read? Uh, my next read was my book club's book of the month, uh, An Optimist's Guide to Heartbreak by Jennifer Hartman. Oh, I... This book was so good. I don't think I've cried so hard reading a book in so long. So long. Are you serious? Yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I rated this one a full five stars. Like, this was my my shining star of of May. It's only 294 pages, and it is on Kindle Ooh. Unlimited. Uh, okay. I have to compose myself to read this because I, I might start crying again. Dear Diary, there once was a girl with fireflies in her eyes and music in her soul. Remember her. She's important. She's the reason I panic bought this little brick house on Maple Street, the one I lived next door to for eight magical years. Now that I'm back digging up floorboards and lost journals, I can't stop thinking about the two people who grew up here. You see, that girl was my best friend, and this house was once hers. She also had a big brother who was my everything before circumstances turned us into nothing more than memories. That's why I applied for a job at his auto shop. I'm prepared to discover that my new boss, Cal Bishop, is now gruff, built, and covered in tattoos. I'm the sun to his overcast sky, the smile to his surly solitude, a reminder of everything he longs to forget. But my heart has a secret, and we're running out of time to fix the torn pages. Maybe the same girl who used to be the glue still holds the key to putting our pieces back together. See, I told you she was important. Toodles, Lucy. <laughs> okay, that's so cute. It's, uh... Book one out of a duet. There's two books. Second book is A Pessimist's Guide to Love. Is that maybe yeah. from his point of view? There is more from his, like, they're both dual perspective, I believe. Okay. But yeah, it's, oh, five big shiny stars. It was so, so good. <laughs> I read this book so fast. I couldn't leave it. It does end on a cliffhanger. So you will want to go right into the second book. Oh, you immediately picked up book two? Immediately. <laughs> I read the last page of book one, and I downloaded book two, and I started again. I love when a book has that firm of a grip on you. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. But the problem with reading book after book like that is, like, I don't remember where book one ended. I do remember it being on yep. a cliffhanger because I, I literally had to jump right into the second book. But mm -hmm. I don't remember what parts were book one, what parts were book two. It just sort of all welds together. Yeah. Jumbles <clears throat> together. Yeah. yeah I gotcha. Uh, I rated book two a five star as well. Okay. Uh, this one was a little bit bigger. 311 mm -hmm. pages. Okay, but still like so, a decent size though. It's basically a Lucy score size book between the two of them okay. <laughs> mashed together. So it's not bad. Plot for this one is within the tangled roots of grief, we stand to lose so much. But no one ever acknowledges what we stand to gain. Strength, perspective, appreciation, resilience. And sometimes, every once in a while, if you're truly lucky, there's love. 
After an emotional cliffhanger, we finally get inside Cal's head and discover his secrets, along with more details of his tragic past that have been keeping him from Lucy. A Pessimist Guide to Love is the final installment of the Heartsong duet, ending in a guaranteed HEA. Okay, I love how there's no spoilers in that. Yeah. Like, I love that, like, if you happen across, like, the description for book two, like, that's not going to ruin anything for book exactly. one. Exactly. Yeah. I like that a lot. I think she might be one of my favorite new, newly found authors. Oh. Yeah. Dang. Okay. Um, I've brought up C.N. Crawford so many times in this podcast. Uh, the City of Thorns, mm-hmm. I holds a special place in my heart. I really enjoyed those books. I picked up Frost by her. I don't think I've heard of it. Uh, it's the first of the Frost and Nectar uh, duet. It has a lot of the same elements of um, like the City of Thorns book. Like I, I kind of felt mm. like it was a bit reminiscent of that, but then like it, it took a whole different sort of, I don't know, it, it just stopped feeling like that book and started feeling like its own after so long. Okay. Yes, 326 pages, and it's a fantasy romance. Mm. Um, the Fae. <laughs> Stop. So, yeah. I, yeah. I can't get enough of <laughs> fantasy romance now. Like, The Fae is just... Yeah. It's everything. <laughs> okay, so this one I rated four stars. Mm. I probably would have rated it a full five if, uh, I don't know, the main character sort of rubbed on me a little bit. Mm-hmm every now and then yeah but i still i still really enjoy the book uh so the plot for this one on the worst birthday of my life i come home to find my boyfriend in bed with another woman within hours i'm drunk homeless and pledging to stay single forever and that is when the dangerously sexy Seely king rolls through town looking for Faye like me uh-huh. every generation the king holds a competition for Seely queen but for reasons he won't explain, Torn is looking for a charade, not a real marriage. So when I drunkenly sling insults his way, I have his attention. When Torn offers me $50 million to participate, I think, what have I got to lose? The answer turns out to be my life. Because my competition will literally kill for the crown. And the more time I spend with the seductive king, the harder it becomes to remember it's all supposed to be fake. Now, my life and my heart are on the line. So this is really interesting because, again, it's uh, in, like, modern times, you know, um, everybody's got their phones, <laughs> got their dating apps, they've got their social media. Okay, that's pretty cool. It's really interesting to see because this, the premise of this book is, uh, like, this dating show. Okay is recording for television this whole competition that the king has to find his queen. Mm-hmm. So it was really neat, like, how, you know, it's it's like every other real reality show that, you know, is on TV now, but it's like a game show. I don't know. It's <laughs> really, it's just, it's so, so interesting. I, again, another one that I have literally jumped right into book two. I couldn't wait. It ended on another cliffhanger. Oh, dear. Yeah. Not all <laughs> is as it seems with the first book. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Really, really good. So, I guess I guess that's it for books other than our featured read. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I didn't have anything else read, so. Okay. 
Well, then you can... uh... I'll take it from here. (laughs) There we go. Those are the words I was looking for. (laughs) Okay. So our featured read for May was Dark Places by Gillian Flynn. This was a lot different than what we normally go for. (laughs) Yeah. Very dark. A lot darker than our dark romance. That's for sure. So this was a mystery thriller suspense. It was like 500 and something pages was our copy. But I think like regular size books, it's only like 349 pages. Um, So the plot. Libby Day was just seven years old when her evidence put her 15-year-old brother behind bars. Since then, she has been drifting. But when she is contacted by a group who are convinced of Ben's innocence, Libby starts to ask questions she never dared to before. Was the voice she heard her brother's? Ben was a misfit in their small town, but was he capable of murder? Are there secrets to uncover at the family farm, or is Libby deluding herself because she wants her brother back? She begins to realize that everyone in her family had something to hide that day, especially Ben. Now, 24 years later, the truth is going to be even harder to find. Who did massacre the Day family? So, first, we'll discuss this spoiler-free. Mm-hmm. And then if anybody actually has read this book, you can stick around for the end and wait till we let you know when to get out because we will discuss it with lots of spoilers. oh yes i know for a fact that i'm gonna like flip out (laughs) i need to get so much of this off my chest so what did you think of it like what what were your your feelings going into this i okay well first off i think i'm gonna say i rated it like a i'm gonna say a four not because it was like lacking anything like it Mm -hmm. was very very good but i think it's just i like to keep my five stars for you know, like my books that I yeah. that I like, you know. So yeah. anyway, there were so many aspects of this that I literally loved. Like each chapter, how it went back from saying like Libby now and then it would go to Ben, oh, the yeah. mom, and how each time frame was just counting down or counting up technically. Oh, I had so much anxiety <laughs> reading this book because of that. Every time it was saying, like, 4 yeah. o'clock on January the 2nd. I was like, we're oh, getting my God, there. we're getting so close. And then it would just, like, each, at the end <laughs> of each chapter, it would end on such, like, a cliffhanger. And then it would just bounce back to now. And then it would go to the mom's yeah. point of view. And then, like, we'd have to wait so many chapters to get yeah. back to, like, where that left off. Oh, my God. She did such a phenomenal job writing this book. I... I was stomach sick. I was nervous. I was afraid. And uh, I just, I don't even know how to explain a lot of the feelings that I was feeling. I don't know how we're going to talk about this without having spoilers. Yeah, it's going to be hard. Because, like... Who was your favorite character out of the all the characters that we've, we've met in this? Honestly, I think Lyle. I was going to say Lyle. <laughs> Oh, he had like such good energy throughout the whole, (laughs) the whole book and the way like, oh, the part, I mean, it's not really, it's not a spoiler, but the part when he talks about his birthday party, when he invites Libby to his birthday party, I, I wanted to cry. He was like, yeah, that's why I'm inviting you. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my heart, that poor boy. 
Yeah. I don't know where to, like, start with all of this. Uh, I really liked how it started out. I should have brought my book down with me, but I have it highlighted anyways. The way that she brings such visuals to her writing is unsettling that somebody can can form these words and make you feel it. It's okay. I just, I just have to read it out. A couple sentences that really stuck with me right off the bat was I have a meanness inside of me real as an organ slip me at my belly and it might slide out meaty and dark drop on the floor so you could stomp on it. Yeah. Oh, I don't like visualizing that Jillian. Put that away. Right back in your stomach. <laughs> oh, it was... I rated yeah. it a four star as well. Okay. Yeah. She was... Yeah, that's... It's a very worthy book of a four star rating. Yeah. Um, but it's funny that, like, the first thing that you bring up is, like, her descriptions. Because mm-hmm. the very first thing that I noted was um, her use of, like, similes. And they were so perfectly described. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's funny because one of the reviews that I had read even before going into this book, even before we picked it as a featured read, was the review that I had read had said that they highly suggest reading this surrounded by happy people in the sunlight because, like, this book feels like it's a living thing inside of you. Wow. That it's just going to contaminate you. I could understand that because I was reading this and I was like, like, I could not think about it. It was on that my mind. Like, that's such a perfect description for how that book makes you feel. Because I was reading that during my one of my night shifts. It was oh. like such a, oh, yeah, I was, <laughs> I was awake from like midnight until 8 a.m. And I was reading some of it then. If I was in, and it's like 24 hour daylight up here right now. So like if mm-hmm. it was dark. If this was like in the winter. <laughs> If this was in the winter that I was reading this, I would not be mentally okay. <laughs> so, like, last yeah. night, I was awake until 2 a.m. finishing it. The sunlight was blaring in. Like, it was so hot in here. Like, it was fine. I felt like it was a very bright, sunny day. <laughs> so, yes, I felt fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I was, for the most part, listening to the audiobook for this one. Yes, uh, Because as I was working uh, at the inn, just cleaning the rooms over the weekends... Um, I'd have my earbuds in and I'd be going to tan, cleaning the rooms, listening to this. <sighs> I'm just so happy that like nobody could hear what I was listening <laughs> to because some of these chapters yeah. would have scared the daylights out of some people. I'd be like, what the heck is she listening to? <laughs> the, when it described the scene of the massacre, oh Lord, was that through your ears or did you read it? Um, that part, you mean like the end of the book? No. No, you mean like at the start? Yeah. Like closer to the beginning? When it first... Yeah, that was, that was, like I was reading that part. Okay. It wasn't until about the halfway mark that I started listening to the audiobook because I knew that like I had to get this book read and mm-hmm. I, you know, couldn't do it while I was working. So I was like, okay, earbuds in, let's go. Smart. But the last couple chapters. Mm-hmm was narrated so how was that first off the narration was done by rebecca loman uh cassandra campbell and mark deakins and robertson dean Mm -hmm. 
Mm. And it was incredible to listen to. Yeah? Incredible. A lot of audiobooks that I've read felt like it was robotic almost. Like, it, yep. they didn't put a whole lot of feeling into it. But this, oh my lord, like, I... I can't even explain how it made me feel listening to this book. It was phenomenal. Like, it's worth, like, just, Rebecca, like, you have to sign into my Audible. Just listen to a couple of chapters of it. Because okay. it's it's an experience. It really is. And see, I think, I, like, I could never, ever get into audiobooks. And I think that's why. Because the one or two that I tried to listen to were very robotic. And I was like, this is going too slow for me. I can't understand. Oh, like, yeah. I couldn't this get into won't it. be like that. Okay, maybe I will start having to listen to some audiobooks. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Like, what was your thought process when they were trying to figure out who actually murdered the family? Like, did you right from the get-go believe that it was Ben? I did not think that Ben was was murdered. Like, I, right from the, the start, I was, there's no way this kid did this. But then throughout the book, I was like, oh my god, maybe he did. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, maybe it was this other person. And then thinking it was totally unrelated. Like, I I went back and forth so much. Mm-hmm. And even still, the ending is not what you would expect. No. I don't think, I can't, I don't know how anybody could predict that ending. No. Even the last chapter of The Mom... Mm-hmm. And the way she was talking before she went to bed, mm. I I knew something was weird, but I didn't expect that to happen. That. Yeah. How yeah. do we talk about this without spoilers? No. Okay. But either way. Yeah. I was all over the place. Every time that they would suggest somebody else, I was like, <laughs> yeah, like, that makes sense. That's. That's who it was. Yep. Yep. Done. Don't need to read it anymore. That's who it is. That's that's who it was. Yep. <laughs> but the turn that it took, wow. But like that other. Oh, and then when that last chapter was narrated. Yep. Or yeah, when it, that last chapter was Ugh. in the point of view of that one other person right like why bring up why put something in so random as that if it's not gonna have some relation and it's it was like right there a slap in the face earlier in the book that didn't happen (laughs) yeah but i never thought i never even when he showed up i was like nope that that just that didn't happen (laughs) oh she's so good but, like, oh, my God. And, like, when she went to – can't say it. Oh, yeah. When she went there – I can still hear you a little. <laughs> I'll have to cut that in. When she went there, anxiety was through the freaking roof. I did not expect that to take that turn. No, no. And I was so happy for her. Same. Yeah, and then, but I loved the ending. I feel like everything came together at the end. Well, like, mm-hmm. the last, like, Libby's last chapter. Yeah. When she went to um, her aunt's place. Yeah. Oh. That was. I felt so, oh. Yeah. 
that was the piece that we needed. And then where she ended up after that. Yeah. That was the piece we needed after such a roller coaster of a book. Roller coaster. Yeah. Yeah. That is one way to put it. Holy crap. Like. Like I will be thinking about this book for years. Like that's. That's not going anywhere. No. (laughs) Like, it's just so, it's just so sad because like, that has definitely happened. That's, that's Mm -hmm. happened. Like people have actually experienced that. Like, oh my God. Did you read the acknowledgements in the back of the book? I briefly scanned. I. Do you have the book there? Mm -hmm. Uh, Pop it open to you until you find the part where. She uh, thanks her husband. Oh, I see. Just read that out. I read the part about her thanking her mom, and she was like, "Next time we'll try to write a mom who isn't either a um, crazy or b murdered, <laughs> killed." Yeah. <laughs> Finally, thanks to my brilliant, funny, giant-hearted, super hot husband, Brett Nolan. What do I say to a man who knows how I think and still sleeps next to me with the lights off? <laughs> to a man who asks me the questions that help me find my way, who reads voraciously, makes a mean gumbo, looks smart in a tux, and whistles better than Bing? To a man who's, a, who's as old school cool as Nick Charles for crying out loud, what do I say but us? Two words. I know. What's the two words? I don't know. I want to know. <laughs> What's the two words, Jillian? (laughs) (laughs) Leaving us. Sorry if I just ruined your day. (laughs) (laughs) Leaving us on a cliffhanger here. Yeah, I. For it being such a different, dark book than what we're used to, I did really enjoy it though. Yeah, it took me a little bit at the start. Mm -hmm. I found. I found I kind of had a hard time because I didn't really like Libby. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. she was through so much. She got some trauma. Uh, <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I just read a, a review and it said, Yo, this book freaky. Ben real creepy and Libby kind of dumb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I read that one too. Oh, it's too good. <laughs> Yo. Jillian Flynn scares me. <laughs> Man, like, how how does she come up with this? Between this, uh, Gone Girl, and Sharp Objects, like, her brain is a scary place to be, I bet. Yep. Oh, man. But I like how um, she said, I was raised feral, and I mostly stayed that way. Yep. Oh, my. Oh, I loved it, though. So, I think that's pretty well all we can say that's spoiler free i just want to get to the part where we can start yelling and screaming about this so bye (laughs) roll the credits (laughs) we're done Uh, yeah i think there's a little bit more that we need to talk about first though out of the books that you have read this month (laughs) do you have a favorite author of the month i don't know it's so hard i have so many to choose from I can't. The whole poor thing. three authors. I don't. <laughs> um. Well, no. Like I'm gonna have to just say Sarah J. Mass again because compared to, yeah. I mean, 
Jillian's writing was phenomenal. But again, it's not my type of book that I really, really love. Mm-hmm. So it's like... So you wouldn't like outwardly go and look for more books by her to read? I need a bit of time. Yeah. I need some healing first. Because <laughs> You need to read some more smut first. <laughs> yeah. My brain needs to be in a happy place for a little bit before I can put it back through the dark places like mm-hmm. that. Um, I understand that. But I am not, like, again, for me and us not being big into dark reads like that, her writing was absolutely phenomenal. So I'm literally, I don't want to take that away from her, but just me being me, I'm just going to say Sarah J. Mass because... That's your jam right now. <laughs> that is my peanut butter and jam right there. <laughs> Impressive. How about you? Um, I think I might have to actually say Jennifer Hartman this month. And again, I feel the same way about Jillian Flynn. Like, I really feel like she could easily be my favorite author of the month. Mm-hmm. But, but again, it's just it's just not our it's our, not our genre. cup of tea. Yeah, but, oh, man. But either way, Jennifer Hartman, I think she's one that I'm going to actually, like, seek out Mm. more books by her. Yeah. I love that. You should. I want to read more of Nikki St. Crow. I'm going to give her other series a try, like the vampire one, I believe it is. Ooh, let me know when you start that because I'll, uh, we'll buddy read it. Okay. I'm. we just make it a featured book at some point? We could, yep. (laughs) <laughs> might might get another message from uh, Nikki St. Crow on Instagram if it does that. <laughs> from mm-hmm, definitely some quality content right there. Okay, so um, don't forget, listeners, that um, we will be <laughs> we'll be posting our featured read tomorrow. So on June first, I can't believe we're into June. Outrageous. That blows my mind. This will be, we're going into our sixth month of recording. Ah, crazy. We're almost half a year old. That's actually insane. Thank you for anybody who has been listening to us babble for these long uh, five months now. Ten episodes of us just shooting shit and people <laughs> listening. Like, what the hell? <laughs> you guys are great. For sticking with us. Yeah. <laughs> and we do have a giveaway going on to thank everybody for following us and listening to us. Mm-hmm. That's on our Instagram. It's just a few posts down. You just do a little scrolly scroll. So for anybody who has not read Dark Places, get out now. Because we're going to play the outro and then it's going to be filled with spoilers and we're going to ruin a book for you. And then go read the book and then come back. And then come back. Because it is yeah. highly, highly recommended by mm-hmm. us. <laughs> by us. <laughs> by a lot of people, I'm sure. But <laughs> by us. Uh, all right. Well, thanks for listening. Thank you. Toodles. Bye-bye. So that 
that freaking book. Oh. Holy crap. My God. Did you have, like, did you have any inkling that it was Deandra and Charlie? Um, like, at no. what point did you, did you clue into what was going on? I mean, I knew she was batshit crazy the whole time. Like, literally insane. But, yeah. I, like, okay, I, I started maybe getting, like, a little bit of a gut feeling after she found out that she was pregnant and she was going, she was just fucked my jaw dropped when she was like, shh, like, feel the baby kick. Like, out of freaking nowhere. Out of nowhere. I was just like, uh, no, they did not just do that to us. So at that point, I was what? like, okay. I was like, she's either absolutely insane and she's making this up. Part of me kind of thought that, that it was Trey. I 100% um, thought it was Trey's. Because, I mean, if you're able to go out and kill cows, like, you got yeah, it in yet to kill some people. Look at what Ben did to those cows, or what he envisioned that he was doing to those cows. Okay, like, so me, when he had that in him too, that's true. He does have dark in him. Um, mm-hmm. When that scene ended, and it was like about him, like, like I thought he killed Deandra and Trey. Yeah, like I literally read it like three times. I was like, wait. Because they said, like, he was just standing in a field of corpses. And I was like, "Yeah, hold on. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was going to end up. Because he was, like, absolutely blitzed out of his mind, too. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, like, because he's... I know it said when they started, like, that part. That he was playing it in his head. That, like, this is what was happening. But it was all in his head. I thought that it was actually happening. And he was actually doing this. Yep, same. Just thinking that he was... You don't do it in his head. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Same. That book took me on such a wild roller coaster. Um, and then also, I thought that Trey was going to end up being the father of her the kid. Baby daddy. I did. 100%. I thought it was. Yeah. Because, like, like, they're cousins, right? I'm pretty sure they were cousins. Um, but when, when Ben was in the back seat and Deandra and Trey were up front and Trey like leans over Deandra, hold on, I got the quote here. Hold on. Um, Trey reached over Deandra into the glove compartment here, grazing Deandra's baby belly, them both giving weird smiles again. Yeah. I yeah, was there like. There was a lot of, Yeah. There was a lot of parts in that, that they had this inside thing going on. Yeah. So. Like, when they got back to her house after that, the cow killing, um, and, like, she just strips down and not wearing any underwear, and, like, when he's, like, when Trey's stripping down, he's just, like, looking at her. Yeah. As he's taking his clothes off. I was like, this is giving me the ick. Like, I want to leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it it bothered me a lot. Yeah. Who did you think it was, like, from the, like, as that was going on? As it was going on, 
I thought it was going to be Trey. I thought him and a part of me thought Deandra mm-hmm. because I knew that it was two people. Like they, they say that right from the bat that it was two people. As the book was going through and we were finding it more about Ben and what he was doing and what he was being accused of and, and all that, I thought, well, he's after getting into these drugs that are apparently like, you know, top tier according Mm -hmm. to Trey and DeAndre, that maybe he just absolutely snapped, went batshit crazy and he was part of it, which he kind of, I mean, Yes, he, he was in just the room with there. Deandra while yeah, and he didn't do anything. Like yeah, I get that she was a little shit to him, and he, you know, he really didn't like Michelle. But, but like to just that's... stand there while your sister and he being... just had his hands on her shoulder. Yeah, yeah, like there was something, you know. Ugh. Yeah, but honestly, after that, like my favorite thing that Ben did was when he went out to look for Libby, he seen her and he yes. was like, stay right there where you are, sweetheart. Yeah. Like, yeah. Amazing. I know. Cause it's funny seeing that scene at the end of the book, knowing mm-hmm. what had just happened versus when that scene is brought up at the beginning when she's hiding and it's like from her own flashback mm-hmm. of how she was, you know, like, so well hidden in these bushes and stuff, and how it sounded more like he was telling her to stay there so that he could find her. Yep. Right? And that's how she... feeling? That's how she interpreted it. Yep. And then at the end, to know that he's seen where she was, too, and he was literally telling her to stay there. Yeah. Don't come... Like, don't come back. Like, oh, my God. And that's, like, when his mother... But how she went to bed... In such, like, a calmness that... Yeah. So you you got that feeling, like, oh, she's got something done. She's... I thought it was going to be, like, an insurance job on the house. I thought that they were going to set a fire or something. Yeah. Yeah. That was extreme. And, like, part of me at this point was, like, man, like... Is she just going to literally, like... Did she plan somebody to, like, come kill her entire family? Mm -hmm. Like, that's another thing that I thought, too. I don't, I don't know. I don't think that she did. I don't think that 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 was the plan at all. I'm no. pretty sure he showed up like, uh, I don't know. I still can't imagine leaving my kids like that. No. But, I mean, she was desperate and she knew that um, Diane would take care of them. So Yeah, that's true. But oh my God, how that night spiraled. Chaotic. Like for two, yeah. two killings to be going on at the exact same moment. Like, I wonder what would have happened if Calvin, like, the guy who was doing the, the murdering. Oh, I called him Charlie earlier. <laughs> I yeah, thought it was Charlie. It was fine. Oh, well. Um, like, he stopped outside of Michelle's bedroom door as, like, he didn't go into the bedroom where DeAndre was literally, like, killing Michelle. Yeah. Like, I wonder what would have transpired if he actually did open up that door. He probably would have had to kill them. Because... He, he said, like, he was killing Debbie because she's seen his face and nobody can see his face. Holy shit. That would have been yeah. insane. Yeah. Oh, but oh my god, the way that she described 
when he like took the shotgun. Yeah. And yep. the noises that was coming out of. Uh, so that part was especially gruesome when you're listening to it being read. Because the voice actors actually, like, verbally made the noise. Oh, jeez. That, that, that Patty had made. Like, the weird, like... I know that they described it in the book, um, like, a crow or, like, a bird noise or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it was... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think I need I I really think I need therapy now. <laughs> oh. oh god, okay. Yeah, anyway. Yep. Um but another thing, like when she went to Deandra's house, that I was not expecting that. No. I still thought it was a really bad idea that Lyle wasn't going with her. Yeah. I was like, why did she not have Lyle go with her? Like mm. I know he screwed up when she was talking to Chrissy. I know, like, that... Oh, that was a whole other thing, too. The whole Chrissy thing. But anyways. Um, uh, oh, God. But he, I think, did good when they went to talk to Trey. Oh, 100%. He was very... Right? Yep. Yeah, like, she even mentioned that he was obviously keeping his, you know, keeping himself calm and not, like, butting in much and stuff. Yeah. So I don't, I don't understand why she didn't take him to DeAndre's. I know she explained it or whatever to him, but I just, I still don't think that that was the right move. Obviously. She was, <laughs> I mean, even with her going to see Runner, like I know that yeah. he's your father, but like, yeah, don't be in a tight space with him by yourself. Oh my God. Especially if you're thinking that he killed your family. Yeah. Yeah. He gave me the heebie-jeebies right from the... Yeah. The get-go. He was too close. Um, I, f- I feel so bad for Libby because when she seen Ben's daughter and how, like, she was comparing, you know, how she looked like her and, mm-hmm. you know, I was just like, this is so nice. She has... Yeah. And even family. she mentions how the Day family is getting bigger that, you know, then all that shit happened. I was just like, oh... I like how she kind of left, is it Crystal? That was her name, right? Crystal. Yeah. Like, like left her out of it? protecting her. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. I, I mean, she, yes, yeah, she is still family. Like, at least she could understand why she did what she did. Because she was, prote- like, Crystal was protecting her family at this point. Yeah. Right? Like, her and her mom. And obviously, Crystal's got to have some bad shit jeans in her because she's related to deandra oh my god (laughs) but okay besides all of that the chrissy thing that was so weird yeah so she was 10 years old yeah and ben was was 15 uh she was 11 i think or yeah it was four years i think it was four years four years in difference yeah but like you look at a 11-year-old. Yeah. And you look well, at a 15-year-old. That's what the sheriff or whoever it was was explaining. They're saying, like, yeah, it's only four years, but those four years in that age is detrimental. Yeah. I don't know. That, 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 uh, it was just. It was really, really weird. That's, that's the point where I started thinking, okay, yeah, Ben is 
That is pretty crap. Yeah. For him to be getting random erections and yeah. to yeah. be looking at a 11-year-old like this, mm-hmm. just, mm-hmm. yeah. You got to have some dark places. Yeah. Like, I know being a teenager is confusing and there's a whole lot that you have to deal with, but that is not a normal teenager thing. No. Uh, no. But I still love the ending, though. Like, how it ended with her going back to where their farm was and she was... It seemed like a very peaceful yeah, way to end it. Yeah. Seeing other people taking it over and... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah that, that was, was really nice. It was a nice closure, I think. <laughs> we needed that after uh, all of the darkness. <laughs> yep. Yep. So again, highly, highly recommend this book. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Like, even if you're not into dark things, read it. Because it's still the writing, the descriptions, the plot, the... Oh my god, the twists and turns, completely, completely worth it. Yeah, and the uh, audiobook. If you have Audible, I highly recommend getting the audiobook. For a chilling experience. Oh yeah. Alright, well, thanks to whoever stuck around to listen to our spoilers. (laughs) Alright, we'll see you guys in two weeks. Thanks for tuning in. Okay, bye. Toodles.